0: Hey everyone, this is Chris Almond, president of Sanctuary. Welcome back to the Academy, where you get the tools, tips, and advice you need to grow your business. Today on the Academy, we're presenting episode number three of our series on SEO for local businesses. Are you in charge of marketing a business that serves a specific town, city, or local region? Would you like to be found online when local people search for what you do? Then this podcast series is for you. Are you ready to get started? Let's jump into it. Getting found online if you're a local business is extremely important. It doesn't happen automatically though. Google is smart, but if you don't do all the right things, they're not gonna know that you exist. In this episode, we'll provide you with a little advanced guidance around what you can do to really optimize your Google business listings. First up, let's talk a little bit about choosing the perfect category and attributes. It's not quite as obvious as you might think. 84% of business profile views on Google originate from discovery searches. The source for this is a study conducted by Bright Local in 2019. It used data from 45,000 local businesses across 36 industries. It showed that consumers searched for a product, service, or term, and a business appeared. If your business doesn't include a keyword that describes what you do, choosing the right categories becomes extremely important. It's important to note that Google provides a set of categories to choose from, so you'll need to review your options and try to make the best decision possible. The options aren't always ideal, but everyone in your industry will be in the same boat. So try to make the best decision based on the options available. You should strive to be as specific as possible and to choose a few relevant secondary categories as well. Once you've chosen your main category, Google may provide you with some additional fields to fill out. For example, if you choose the restaurant category, there may be an option for you to add a link to your menu. But when you're choosing categories, don't go too crazy. Less can be more if the categories aren't completely relevant for your business. In fact, Google calls this out specifically and recommends that you do not add categories for every type of product and service. Only choose the most broad and relevant categories. For example, if you're a bakery, you obviously make food, but you wouldn't want to be listed as a restaurant if people can't actually sit down and have a meal. This will not help your listing, and it will likely confuse potential customers if you go this route. You will have an option to add products and additional attributes, so keep this in mind too as you're making your category selections. Attributes will allow you to get very granular and they'll be based on the business category that you select. Just some of the possible options might include accessibility, amenities, highlights, offerings, languages spoken, and payment options. If your business has many distinct departments that are unique, you should strive to set them all up with their own business profile. Adding these additional categories will only dilute your listing and confuse Google. For example, I've worked with grocery stores in the past. They obviously sell food, but there's also a pharmacy, a bank, and a coffee shop inside. If departments like this are important to your business, then take the time to create their own separate business profile. Let's talk a little bit about reviews. Take a moment to consider. How many times have you made a decision online based on the number of stars next to a person, product, or business? Gold stars are incredibly powerful and important online and you should do everything that you can to encourage five-star reviews on your Google My Business listing. Reviews are the number one influence on consumer buying, and the number of quality reviews will influence why one business ranks above another online. This is obviously not the only thing that influences your ranking, but think about it. Your job is to return high-quality, relevant recommendations when someone is looking for a local business Wouldn't you factor in the rating of that business when you're presenting your list? I mean, nobody wants to recommend a business to a friend that's not highly rated and verified. Reviews can certainly influence whether one business shows up above another, but your rating is a highly visible way to directly influence customers' decisions too. Just imagine that you're searching for a bakery online and six other businesses show up. One of the first things you're going to see right next to the listings or stars. Many times it's not even going to matter what order you're ranking on the page. Customers will quickly reduce the options down based on the shiny gold stars and take action. So if your business doesn't have any reviews, or worse yet, it has less than five stars, this could drastically reduce how many people even take action to check out your business listing, much less show up at your location. Here's some tips regarding reviews. Add a page on your website that makes it easy for customers to click and leave a review. Not only could you link over to your Google My Business listing, but you can also link to other important places online for people to leave reviews like Facebook or Yelp if you're a restaurant. Continually promote this link, request for reviews on social media, and include the link in your email marketing. Add the link to your company email signature. Everyone in the company could do this so that every email that's sent out from your company becomes an opportunity to encourage reviews. Ask your customers directly. Did you just provide them with a great meal, excellent service, or a great product? Provide the customer with a card that includes a link or QR code so you can strike while the iron is hot. Reach out to long-time customers. Chances are they'll be your biggest fans and will take the time to leave a great review if you just ask. Once you start receiving reviews, don't ignore them. You should be monitoring your reviews and responding whenever possible, especially if there are negative reviews, which we'll talk about soon. An apology would be the first step, but you have an opportunity to explain what happened and to even help fix the problem. This is also a signal to Google that shows that you're an active business. Now that we've talked about why reviews are important and why it's essential that you encourage reviews, let's take a moment and talk about what you shouldn't do when you're trying to increase your reviews online. Google is the number one place online for consumers to read and write reviews. So Google takes reviews very seriously and they have extensive policies in place to ensure that reviews are not manipulated. These policies are continually updated. So regardless of my advice today, please take a moment and review the policies on your own before you explore tactics to increase your reviews. As I've said, It's not against Google's policies to actually ask for reviews, but you shouldn't solicit reviews in bulk. This is an example of where Google will draw the line. But how would they know, you ask? It's hard to say. But one signal would be having a bunch of new reviews show up on your profile all at once. You should strive to have a regular and natural flow of reviews showing up on your listing as new customers experience your products and services. This is the best way to send a positive signal to Google and avoid any penalties. In general, just be aware of how you're asking for reviews and how frequently. Sometimes it just won't be completely clear if a tactic violates Google's policies. For example, can you ask your social media followers to review your site? Technically, this could be soliciting in bulk, but at the same time, it could be seen as a simple request. Use your own judgment. If you have any questions or concerns, contact a consultant at Google to ask. We'll provide that information at the end of the podcast. So now you're getting reviews, but sometimes you're going to have someone who is not happy with your business. Google discourages what they call review gating, which means you're actively trying to weed out people who are unhappy with your business. Selectively soliciting positive reviews is against Google's policies all customers should have an equal opportunity to review your business, like it or not. But there are some things that you can do to encourage positive reviews and deal with the negative reviews before they actually make it to your profile. First, make sure that you do everything possible to help customers resolve their problems. Provide your phone number and messaging everywhere so you can encourage people to call and have issues resolved directly. You can also try to route customers by asking questions like, are you happy with the service you received? If the customer is unhappy, encourage them to call or contact you directly and resolve the issue. If they're actually happy, make it easy for them to write a review. Using subtle tactics like this will help you to avoid negative reviews by actively serving your customers without breaking Google's guidelines. Also, It may seem on the surface that it would be a good idea to reward your customers for leaving reviews. I mean, everybody needs a little encouragement sometimes because we're all busy. Wouldn't it be great to offer a customer a coupon for 20% off their next purchase in exchange for leaving a review on Google? This sounds like a no brainer. But unfortunately, this is a direct violation of Google's policies. Google is very clear about this policy and they prohibit the use of money, discounts, Gifts or other rewards in exchange for reviews. Your best tactic is to do everything you can to encourage positive, natural reviews and never do anything that feels like you're giving away anything in exchange for a review. Now that you have your Google listing established and there's some activity happening, don't set it and forget it. It should be known that having a Google My Business page on Google allows you to actively post announcements, offers, events and product information just like any other social media site. These posts will show up in the updates section of the profile and can even show up directly in the search results depending on the type of search query. These posts can increase engagement and clicks to your business. It also sends positive signals to Google that your business is active. Your customers can even follow your business and will be notified when you make a new post or updates. Showing Google and your customers that you're an active business is important, so don't think you can just set up your business profile and forget about it. I should also mention reviews again. Sometimes you will get negative reviews. Sometimes people will just be mean. Sometimes reviews can be fraudulent. But Most times, customers may just be unhappy for any number of reasons. If you're actively monitoring your reviews, you can respond to them and try to resolve their issue. We'll talk more about this soon. Sometimes they may just be confused and need a little guidance. Sometimes they might just be looking for help. In these cases, respond directly to the customer who reviewed so future customers can see your response. Offer to help them resolve their issue. At a minimum, clearly thank them for their feedback and confidently confirm that the issue has been resolved for all customers going forward. But what happens... If someone is just being mean or they're posting fake reviews, bottom line, be kind. The last thing you want to do is get into a screaming match with someone within your Google reviews, or worse yet, you get emotional. The last thing you want customers to see is meanness of any kind. The best thing to do is to politely respond, apologize, and confirm that the issue has been addressed, regardless of how hard it might be. But if the review is just mean or false, there are things that you can do. This is where Google's policies can help you because people just can't say and do anything and get away with it. Simply flag the review as inappropriate and this will bring the review to Google's attention. Simply log into your account, select reviews, find the offending review, and click the link that says flag is inappropriate. Mention why the review is fake and refute the claims openly on your site so customers can see it. Many times Google will be unable to remove reviews like this. So it's important for you to at least make a public statement about the review and calmly address the issue. You can even provide evidence and you can directly appeal to Google moderators if the issue keeps happening. Here are just a few more tips about staying active. Try and post on a semi-regular basis. Making one post per year isn't going to cut it, and it's not going to send a good signal to Google. Include links and a call to action when you post. This will ensure that customers have something specific to do after they read your post. If you're promoting an event or sale, you can choose a date range, and your post will only stay active for as long as your event is active. As you'll likely see, when you log onto your Google account, it will do a good job walking you through the steps required to fully fill out the required information on your listing. One of the additional important areas is the Q&A section. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but don't get lazy here either. This is a great opportunity for you to provide a lot of great information about your business and respond to customer questions. There's a character limit to the answers that you can provide, and it's always best to get right to the point but Google does provide a decent character limit of 440 characters for answers that might need the specifics spelled out a little bit more. The question and answer section is really like a public forum. Anyone can ask questions and anyone can respond. It's kind of scary, but you also have the opportunity to respond yourself. Questions can be upvoted if there are multiple answers, and hopefully when the business owner responds with a quality answer, it'll rise to the top. The important thing to note here is that you can submit your own questions and answer them yourself, and there is no limit. This is actually encouraged by Google and does not violate any of their policies. Just continue to monitor the answers and ensure that your answers are rising to the top. Note, this is a public-facing feature, so you'll need to do this manually on the front end of your listing or use a third-party service you should check out your competitors' questions and add the same questions to your profile. Chances are, if someone has a question for your competitors, they'll have the same question for you. This is a great opportunity for you to differentiate yourself and find a way to stand out above the competition. So I haven't covered everything you can do with Google My Business in this podcast, but I hope this points you in the right direction. As we wrap up this episode, Here are just a few more tips to close things out for the day. You can list all of your products and services. This will certainly help customers, and it may help Google to really understand what you do and sell. This is one area where you should try and cover everything that you do and sell in one place. Your customers can message you via your business profile, and you're able to have a dialogue with them in real time. Don't worry, the chat feature isn't on by default and you'll definitely want to research this option more to ensure that you're able to monitor the messages. These messages will appear in your business profile on Google and you will receive notifications. You can customize an automated message, add photos, and you can actually have multiple people manage this feature. Lastly, if you have questions or need more advice, you can actually contact the Google My Business advisor service. Just do a search for this service online or go to business.google.com advisors. The service will cost you $40, but it will likely be worth it to get step-by-step guidance and advice from a professional at Google regarding all the current best practices and policies. Getting started with a Google My Business listing is relatively easy. If there's a hard part in all this. It's just taking the time to provide all the information that Google allows you to publish online. There are endless opportunities to optimize and improve your listings ongoing so I would highly recommend that you make this a regular part of your local digital marketing strategy. It's one of the most important things you can do directly and to positively influence how Google sees your business online. It can certainly improve your rankings online and it can certainly help your customers to decide that you're the right choice over all your local competitors. This has been the Academy Podcast, where you get the tools, tips, and advice you need to grow your business. As always, thanks for listening. Please visit us at academypodcast.com to find your way to more great content. You can stay connected with us on social media or by subscribing to emails that are full of additional news, advice, downloads, webinars, and special content. The Academy is a service of Sanctuary, Visit us online at SanctuaryMG.com if you need a partner to help you grow your business. I can help you in any way. Please connect with me on social media or email me directly at Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at SanctuaryMG.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope we'll connect again soon in the near future.